We just, uh, this morning as a community, we want to, uh, we worship God, but we want to engage in prayer. And um, there were three people that were going to be here uh, this weekend, uh, Kayla, Caitlin, Kimo, and Robin Rohr. And uh, Robin's dad has been in the hospital, and uh, last night during the service, he passed away. And so they were there, and they were praying all week and ministering. And so we want to, as a community, just lift Robin, her family, the chemos up in prayer. And I've asked Megan, if you'd come and just, Megan knows them well. And so I'd like you to just pray for Robin, and let's just engage together. Um, there's something about a community when one's going through grief, and, and I can't imagine losing a father. And so uh, as a community, could we, could we pray? Father, we just thank you for your love. Um, We thank you, Father, that you see what's ahead. God, that you can see everything that is beyond um, this world, beyond what is in front of us, God. And Father, we want to lift up Robin to you right now. Father, this beautiful woman who loves you, who serves you, who has given her life to you. God, I pray that you would just be with her, Father, in this moment, that she would sense your presence surrounding her, Father, and that she would know, God, that there is a room full of people right now, lifting her up, God. Father, that she would just be surrounded by such love and comfort and peace, Father. God, we we thank you, Lord, that you have her in your hand. God, that you have her family in your hand, Lord. And we ask, Father, that you would take all of this, Father, that you would take this situation and you would use it, God, for your glory, that you would use it to touch the lives of other members of her family, Father, that they would be drawn back to you, Lord, that they would know you again in a real way. Father, we thank you for your peace and for your comfort right now, God. And we thank you, Lord, for the healing, Father, in in the hearts of this family, God, that is grieving such as a loss and a sorrow. And God, we just, we give them back to you, Lord Jesus, because we know that it is only you who, who can offer them what they need. And so father, we just, we thank you. Um, God, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your peace and for just your presence that surrounds us, Father. And um, God, just bless this family and be with them. And we pray all of this in the name of Jesus. Yeah, God, I thank you for your presence, that your presence is here. God, I thank you for last night, the work that that happened here, God, as we just want to know you more, God. God, passages, open up passages in your word to us. Open up passages. God, I thank you for the words that were shared and that they would go deep. And God, I thank you for Lena this morning, that as she as she comes, God, it's a word that you have put in her heart for us. And God, so we just we just right now, God, would our souls, would our spirits, would, would our lives be fertile to receive your words this morning, God. God, I thank you for your protection over everyone that's here. God, I thank you for the four girls that that came and were hit by a semi and went across three lanes but have no are just fine today and are here. God, I thank you for that. I thank you for your protection. I thank you for your safety, that we are here together safe, God. For those that got sick and couldn't come, God, I think of Amanda and Nathan and, and, and um, Juliana and Greg, God, just be with them, God. Just, God, we just pray no sickness in Jesus' name, God. 
we thank you that healing is here. Where that healing is here, that Ryan even was saying, he's feeling tingling in his hands, and it's the healing of God. God wants to heal. And so, God, we thank you that you're going to heal today, that, that healing is here. Healing is happening even now in this midst and at this weekend. And so, God, for every heart that needs healing, for every physical body that needs healing, we declare that. We, we walk in it, God. We are healed in Jesus' name. We thank you for that. We thank you. Yeah. Amen. You can be seated. We're going to welcome uh, Lena to come and share with us this morning. Give a warm welcome to Lena as she comes. I'm just going to start this morning about sharing a little bit about my mom. I've lost my mom this year, and uh, in May, she was truly a woman warrior. And I just want to honor her memory. Um, If you guys could just get a glimpse of who she was, if you would lay hold of who you are the way she lay hold of who God said she was. there's no limits to what God's going to do in and through you. Because this is what this morning is all about. I want you guys to lay hold of, of who God says you are in his kingdom, who you are in Canada, who you are for such a time as this. So my mom, she was born, like most people in that year, those years I think were born on a farm. She was eight-year-old when she had the first dream that God had called her to Africa. She went to Africa in 59. In those days, you didn't fly. You took a boat. Took them three months to go from Sweden to Tanzania by boat. Things have changed. (laughs) I remember her telling us when they landed and then they got put on a train in Africa. It's not like a train here, trust me. Just but has anybody been in Africa by the way here? Like oh, quite a few of you guys. Have any one of you guys been on a train in Africa? Have you ridden with chickens and goats and Yeah. Anyways, they got dropped off in the middle of the night in nowhere. Pitch black. Dark, 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 dark. And they get told this is where they have to stop. This is where they are supposed to be. There's nobody there. It's just pitch black. So my mom and dad gets off the train. And my mom is freaking out because all she sees are these lights everywhere. She's thinking there are leopards. She's thinking there are lions. She's clinging to my dad for dear life. Just imagining how scary this is. But it was fireflies. Is that what you say? Call them here, right? Yeah. So... (laughs) Anyways, my mom was a woman who wanted to see everyone know the Lord. Did not matter where she was, did not matter who she met, she shared the gospel. 
the reputation she had watch out for the Gustafsons because they make you feel good, they treat you to good meals, then they tell you about the gospel. <laughs> that was my mom. She had a passion for the next generation. She released the next generation into what God had for them. She was going from school to school. A lot of times she went to five or six schools every day, praying, speaking, seeing school after school, saved, filled with the Holy Spirit. Amazing. Then she comes to Sweden. and She gets an opportunity. Obviously, she's coming in not to talk about the gospel, but she's coming in to talk about Africa. And, of course, she's using the door, Africa, and slavery and so forth. But she shared the gospel. And she had favor, and she was going from school to school. So today, I just honor you, Mom, for your prayers, for who you were. My mom was unstoppable. I want to see yourself as unstoppable. At 50, they were home on furlough from Africa. She was 50 years old. They were going from church to church because that's how you raise your support in Sweden. She's playing her guitar and singing with my dad. And all of a sudden, her hand did not follow her. So she just put her hands down. And before you know it, she just collapses. She has a major stroke. She became half-side paralyzed. She was in the hospital for six months. But no hospital bed is going to hold my mom down. Every patient that was by her got saved. <laughs> my mom since then went to the States to go to take more schooling. They went back to Africa. They were presidents for Bible schools in Uganda. She started an organization for orphans to support them. This is after she's paralyzed, half side. Nothing's going to stop her. I want you to see yourself. Whatever God speaks to you today, the enemy is going to get after you. Trust me, he is, because you're the target, because you're the one who stands in the way. He knows the time is short. The devil does. I want you to wake up to the reality that what today is. It's a a very short time before Jesus comes back, and you are called to rise up, and the enemy is not going to like it. So I want you to see you're going to get attacked, whether it's in your emotions, whether it's in your relationship, whether it's in your finances, but it's an attack of the enemy. You have to rise above. My mom could have quit at 50, Everybody would have said that would be fine. She's done an amazing job. She was one of those missionaries that did an amazing job. Like in Sweden, if you said, Rachel Gustafsson, everybody would know who you are. Because that's the woman she was. So I want you to see yourself as this mighty man, mighty woman of God, that God is calling forth for such a time as this. My mom knew who she was. At the end, her body failed her. Her mind failed her. I was just home, I don't know, was it eight months before she passed away? 
and my mom was in and out. Like, you know, one minute she knows who I am, next minute she doesn't. So this is so funny to me. My girls started bawling, but to me it was kind of funny because it's so sweet. We were walking for a walk. My mom loves flowers, and she loves walking out in the woods because that's what we do in Sweden. <laughs> so we're walking and we're talking and she's asking about Ken and then she's asking about Louise and then Angeline and Lynette and Theodore and then we starts over again. How many people are getting saved in Canada? How is Ken? How is Louise? How is Angeline? How is Lynette? How is Theodore? And we start over again. How many people are getting saved in Canada? Is God moving in Canada? How is Ken doing? Like, you know, and all of a sudden, and who are you? And I turned her around and I said, Mom, it's Lena. Lena. She had no clue who I was. She goes, that's Finn Eric, who's my dad. No, he has another daughter. <laughs> She's freaking out. It is funny. I was laughing so hard. But this is where I want to come to. So sometimes she went in and out, but this she stayed in for a while. And then in the evening, I was lying there holding her hand. And she is saying, but Lena... Do you know the Lord? That was my mom. She wanted to lead me to the Lord. Do you know Jesus? And then she goes, do you have a boyfriend? (laughs) And I go, yes, I'm married. (laughs) And then she goes, does he know the Lord? And same thing with my girls and my grandson. Do they know the Lord? And even though her body was failing her, even though her mind was failing her, she knew who she was in the spirit. She was a woman to call forth righteousness. So, Mom, I honor you today. I thank you for the great memories. But more, I thank you for worrying for this next generation, warring for those who do not know the Lord. And I pray today, Father, that you will raise up a mighty generation in Canada. They will see no limits to what you have, Father. So, Father, I thank you again for mom and dad. They loved me. And my dad who still loves me and my mom loves me. I would not let go of my mom for so long because I I didn't think I would be able to survive without her prayer. She was a prayer warrior. But when I realized she's interceding for me in heaven, even more powerful, together with the Holy Spirit in Jesus. So picture yourself now you have intercessors in heaven, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus is interceding on behalf of your destiny, on behalf of your purpose of who you are, who you are, who he says you are. He's calling you forth in Jesus' name. And Trevor, since you got talking about the POC yesterday, I just have to say this. <laughs> when I was standing here and Kara was doing her splish splashing, 
Akshat had a vision. It's beautiful. Above the Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada. Mm. And um, that's just happened who I'm a part of. That's just happened who I was born in. My parents were Pentecostal missionaries in Africa from Sweden. It's my heart. I pray that your heart is burning as much for what God has placed you. He just happened to place me in the Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada. And I saw this beautiful ship. This beautiful ship. Like I would see, say it was like, what do you call those cruise ships? Like, I don't know the different cruise ships, but a beautiful ship. It had every luxury on it. It was just big party time. It was sitting there in the bay. And to me, that represented the Pentecostal system of Canada. It's a big ship. It has many rooms, which represents many churches. So every room is different in size. They are glorying in their accomplishments. They're distracted by their own gifts. <laughs> but Trevor, when you talked about the dam, I see a dam opening up over the Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada. And this dam is like a tidal wave that's going to move this ship. It's not going to be a party ship anymore. It's like it's been like that for generation because the people that started it didn't know how much they worked for this ship. It was a warship to start with, but they made it into a party ship. They had built their walls. They had made their beautiful music. They had their eloquent speeches. They have the great programs. And trust me, I'm not against any of them. But if it's about you, yes. Because this ship is supposed to be a warring ship. This ship is supposed to be a ship that is moved from one place to the other. I see all these ships on the side of it. Smaller ships, sailboats, rowboats. People that get frustrated being on this ship and saying this is supposed to be a warship, so they jump off board because they are tired of waiting. But when the tidal wave hits, these Pentecostals are not going to know the Holy Spirit on paper. They're going to operate and walk in the presence of the Holy Spirit. So, Father, I call forth the Pentecostal Assembly of Canada to rise up and take the rightful position in the end time move of the Holy Spirit. I pray, Father, that the leaders of this nation will rise up and know who you are, that their hearts be will just rise up and know. I thank you, Father, that this move of the Holy Spirit is going to come on behalf, when people stand at the altar, crying out to you, standing in the gap, Father, we hear the Spirit saying the next wave of revival that is coming to this land is going to be on the wings of prayer. So rise up, Pentecostals of Canada, and take your position in the prayer room, the war room, and see yourself as that ship is going forth now. It's no longer sitting in the bay and enjoying the party. They all of a sudden realize 
realizing their purpose, their worship. They're supposed to go and possess the land. They're supposed to go and take nation after nation. So rise up, Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada, and take your rightful position where God has placed you to release salvation, to release deliverance, to release the healing anointing. So I call you forth in Jesus' name to take your rightful position. And I, I come against every curse word that's been spoken about you. People that have made fun of you because you say you're Pentecostal, but you don't not even feel with the Holy Spirit. You don't even know what it means to operate. But the day is coming when these Pentecostal many women of God, they know who the Holy Spirit is. They know who is operating in and through them. So I'm calling you forth. This ship is going to turn and this ship's going to go where the wind of the Holy Spirit is blowing. So I'm calling you forth as a Pentecostal and I want you to call forth if you're Alliance, if you're Baptist, wherever you are, whatever category it's you. Like I said from the beginning, I am Pentecostal, so I'm calling it forth. And I'm tired of Pentecostal people being made fun of because we are saying something and we're not doing it. It's going to come a day when we are doing it more than we are saying it. We are walking in it. We are releasing it. We are releasers. For God to move, and this big ship, once it moves, it's going to go fast. It's going to be strong. It's going to be beautiful. People are going to be in awe of the presence of God because the presence is represented within the Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada. So I release that word right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Sorry, I'm so dry. So this season, I want you guys to wake up. Some of you are really aware where we are today. You know the seasons we are in, the blood moons. How many have read Hagee's book on the blood moons? Anyone here at all? Or any teaching on the blood moons? Are you serious? Is that it? Okay. Back there. Okay, um, I'm just going to start. I can't, what did you say her name was? Brenda? Yeah, no, I can't. Come up here, sweetie. Diana, I can't read. How do you say that name? Is that an H? Yeah. Brethet? Brethet? This is Barbie Brethet's interpretation on it. So if... I'm willing to give anybody that it's like pages and pages in the time we live in. The blood moon, like you know in the end time, God said the moon's going to turn to blood and we don't even, you know, do we realize what time we're living in? Where the blood moons are happening, like the timing on it this year is amazing. The church is going to wake up and see that God is about to do something absolutely amazing. So I'm just going to Call it forth. I'm going to speak it. I'm going to read it. And I want to picture you to picture yourself in it. Okay? Because this is what the message is all about. What God is releasing. So the Hebrew year for 2015 began on September 24th. This year, the world will encounter the whirlwind that is full of revelations signs, wonders, and miracles again. The breath of the Spirit is going to blow through a heavenly door this year. 
the whirlwind will propel and you and a proper alignment so the greater works of mysteries, powers, opportunity for global awakening and mass evangelism will release a revolution of life and world-changing phenomena. We will live in a time of great redemption that is leading us to eternity, abundance, salvation, deliverance, and restoration of living in our original sinless state. The Holy Spirit will manifest his presence to the sons of God by restoring divine health, prosperity, signs and wonders, miracle and resurrection power. Wisdom will accelerate the release of the fear of the Lord, great faith, discernments, dreams, visions, prophecy, and an outpouring of God's Spirit on all flesh. This will bring about the greatest end-time harvest the world has ever seen. This is the year. This is the year. Think of one word that you thought when you read that. Prophecy, healing, deliverance, salvation. What is God speaking to you? Again, year 2014-15, new release of resurrection power, signs, wonders, miracles, beginning of the messianic era, the latter rain outpouring, transference of wealth, Travis, for mass evangelism. Transference of wealth for mass evangelism. So Canada is reserved by me for the last day for a very special work. That is the prophetic word over this nation that's been spoken from the 1600 to the 1700 and over and over and over again. Canada is reserved by me for the last day for a very special work. And he's raising a a mighty army here in Canada, and I believe that you are going to be a part of it. So before I actually start my message, (laughs) I want to pray over you. Hmm. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, this is all about you. Holy Spirit, you see these people sitting in front of me. I welcome you, Holy Spirit. I know perfectly well, Father, that my words are just words. But with your spirit, Father, I pray that you will release something in each one of us for your end time purposes in this nation. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you today thanking you for a generation that is going to be sold out for you in Canada, Father. With true authority and platform, May it be a platform on which to stand on, Father, the true authority, Father. I pray that the harvest will be given into their hands. God, let them, even as I say that, let them picture themselves. What does that harvest look like? Holy Spirit, I call for the reformers and the history makers to rise up. Rise up. I call them forth in the spirit to take their place as deliverers in this land. 
God has called you to be a deliverer. Father, I pray that signs and wonder will follow them in an unprecedented way. I pray that they will walk in the love relationship you have for them, Father. That they will love your, that they will hear your heartbeat. They will be so close to you, Father. They will not miss their heartbeat or what you're saying for the time, for the day, for the hour, for the minute. But I pray, Father, that they will make war against compromise, principalities in every form of wickedness, Father. I break off every lie that anyone have believed here about who they are. Father, I pray that they will see themselves as who you say they are. They are mighty. They are powerful. They are riding in this ship that's going to take over their ha shayaralamayani. I thank you, God, for the authority you have given them to take the land back for your kingdom purposes, Father. I release over them the anointing to see. I pray, Father, that you open the ears and the eyes to see what the Holy Spirit is saying to them for such a time as this, Father. So, God, let my words be an encouragement for them to open their eyes and open their ears to know the time we're living in. The time is short. And they need, that you need them to rise up, rise up for our nation. So, Father, we commit this to you in Jesus' name. Amen. I just want to give you a picture that I saw um, over you as we were worshiping. That was such powerful worship. Where are you there? Louis, come here. I'm sorry to put you on the spot, but you're going to be okay with it. Uh, this is my daughter. I love dearly. Woman, were you? No, but uh, she was doing gem nights last night, and they were talking about angels with the kids. And I just want you to describe the angels that uh, whoever was described. Um. So uh, one of our GEMS leaders um, had an experience a couple years ago when she was about to have um, surgery. She was giving one of her kidneys to her brother, and um, she was very nervous, but she really felt in her heart she was supposed to do this for her brother um, as a sign of love because she had a healthy kidney, and she um, was very nervous. Um, going into the surgery. So she just prayed that morning that she needed a sign um, to know that God was going to be with her and that um, his angels would be watching over her and that her and her um, brother would be okay. So then um, as she was um, lying on the stretcher and they were taking her into the operating room, um, she saw three um, angels and um, she described them as they were all like 10 feet tall and um, the faces were like fire and the um, wings were like steel. And um, people, are, people were praying for her, but specifically this one prayer warrior woman was praying that um, the warring angels would be in the room covering the surgeons and the nurses and um, she also said that the, um, the, 
whatever the dress thing that they were wearing was gathered and it was covering the entire room. They, she couldn't even see the surgeon. Um, it was just covering the entire room. So she said it really changes when people say, I'm covering you in prayer. Well, the, even though we can't see them, um, if we ask God to open our eyes, they're actually in this room right now and their, their gowns are covering us. And it was just a beautiful picture. And yeah, so... Thank you. That's exactly what I wanted you to see because that's what I saw of you, warring angels over you. And like my husband has been in Toronto this week, and I was selling him because when he was in a car accident many years ago and broke his neck, there was one woman in Sweden that was covering him in prayer, and she saw two angels stroking his neck. And the moment, like when we coordinated the times, that moment his neck went back into place. But what I was telling Ken when I was passing and praying for this week is that that he needs a reinforcement for the next season. And I want you to see yourself as you, having war angels all around about you. I want those angels to break the lies off of you and already pray that. But I want you to see because I pray that you will see yourself who God says you are. These angels are not things we talk to kids about because, you know, that's what we do. They are here for you today, and they're here to fight for you and for what God has called you to do. So um, I, I want to talk about Gideon, and then I, um, a little bit, and how God shows his pe- chooses people. I want to see yourself <clears throat> as the people I'm talking about. So if you go to Judges 6, verse 11. An angel appeared to Gideon as he was threshing wheat in the wine wet in order to hide from the Midianites. And the angel said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Where are you hiding today? Are you hiding in a church pew? The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Go in strength you have and deliver Israel from the power of the Midians. Am I not sending you? Who is God calling you to deliver today? Who is God calling you to rise up and go and possess the land? Like, What does that land look like? And who do you think you are? Is God sending you or are you going in your own power? So Gideon's excuse, like I'm sure we all have our excuses. How can I deliver Israel? How can I deliver Canada? How can I deliver my family? How can whatever your excuse is? His excuse was family. My family is the weakest. How can I do it? I'm the youngest. Moses, I can't speak. Whatever your excuse is, but verse 16 says, but I will be with you. I want you to get hold of that. I will be with you. So then Gideon says, if I have found favor, give me a sign. And how often do we want signs? So the angel said, put the meat, the unleavened bread on the rock. And what does the angel do? He just touches it and fire comes out of the rock and burns it. And that had to take place for Gideon to believe that God had chosen him for such a time as this. 
So then this was told to go and tear down the altar of Baal and build an altar to the Lord. And this is an important verse, to tear down the altar of Baal. What does that look like in today's world? What altars have you been called to tear down? But he was afraid to do it. So instead of doing it during the day, he went during the night and did it. And when the people woke up the next morning, they wanted to kill him. <laughs> When's the last time you tore something down and the city of Edmonton came against you and wanted to kill you? Think about it. What do you have to say? I can think of one thing you can stand up and say, and the whole nation's going to be furious with you, especially the media. What altar do we need to tear down? What altar is God calling you to tear down? Hmm. So now God is calling Gideon to select an army. This army of the Midianites, I don't know if you guys realize how big this army was. This is a real fighting battle. It's not a spiritual battle. It's a war battle. It's a huge army. And they say they're like swarm of locusts. Like in Africa, again, I know what that means. You can go to bed one morning and there's no locusts. Next morning, there are locusts everywhere. Like it's like you, you just pick up and you get a handful of locusts. So that is tons of people. And this is the camel words is innumerable as the sand of the seashore. That is a big army. And how is he supposed to select this army? So he gets the men of 32 people, 32,000 people. And God says it's too big of an army. So he tells them to tell whoever is scared to leave. How many leaves? 22,000 people turns back. Now he has 10,000 left. And the Lord says you still have too many because you're going to take the glory. You are going to take the honor. If you go in and fight with 10,000, you're going to think you won the battle. And this is very important because God's going to call you guys to big things. It's not about you. Make sure God gets the glory. God gets the honor. Because he's the one who's going to win this battle for you. So now he takes him down to the water. And he says, whoever laps like a dog, those are the people I want you to fight with. How many people are left? 300 men. 300 men to go against this big army. God's ways are so different. This is what I want you to get. God's ways are not our ways. This is not how we will fight a big army. And what does God give them to fight with? A trumpet. <laughs> a light. What do you call it? I didn't write it down. A jar of clay or whatever. So now picture yourself, you're a mighty man in this army of Israel. 
300 people and this is your weapon. Would you be scared? So that night the Lord told Gideon to get up and go into the camp for I had given it into your hands. And he said, if you are afraid, if you are afraid, do you hear me? Go to the camp and listen to what they say. And this is amazing to me. Here is God telling Gideon to go to the enemy's camp and hear what they are saying. So he hears somebody sharing his dream. He had a dream. A loaf of bread came tumbling into the camp and it fell and turned the tent upside down so that it collapsed. And one guy interpreted the dream and said, God has turned the entire camp over to the Gideons. So he had to go to the enemy's camp before he believed what God was going to do. The enemy already knew. The devil already knows who is God, who is Lord. His time is short. So Gideon told his army to get up, for the Lord had handed over the camp to the Israelites. So he takes these 300 men, divide them in three groups. He gives them the trumpet, the empty pitcher with the torch inside of it. And they take position around the camp, which I can't imagine how they did. How can 300 people position themselves in the different places. They blew the trumpet, they broke the picture, and they said, the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. And this is an amazing part. They didn't have to do anything. That's all they did. And each man in the army set the sword against each other, and the whole army fled and cried as they ran. So when God is calling you to do something, it's going to look crazy. It doesn't look normal. You have to trust God. It's God's way, not your ways. So I believe God is raising up a mighty army in this nation. I believe God is calling you to rise up and take your rightful position in the end time move of the Holy Spirit. So rise up, mighty man and woman of God. I'm calling you forth today to rise up. You are part of Gideon's army. Jesus is coming back very soon, and he's calling you to rise up and prepare the way for his second coming. Acts 13. I just want to give you a few more words of people that God is calling and setting aside because I want you to see yourself as that person. Acts 13, verse 2. As they were ministering to the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work I have called them to. As they were ministering to the Lord and fasting, as I've been fasting and praying, like I was telling one of my girls I could eat a horse. I was so hungry. I was going crazy. I've been fasting. I've been praying. I want you to see yourself. As God chosen, you are set apart. Set apart for me. Put your name in there. Set apart for me for the work I have called them to do. 
Then after they had fasted and prayed, laid their hands on them, they sent them out. And the Lord's hand was with them, and they were full of the Holy Spirit and faith. That's what I want you to get, full. The key word there is full, full of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to ask Trevor to later, like, because this is not my gifting. It's my husband's, definitely. If you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, you have to ask the Lord to fill you. You need an, in, like an overdose of the Holy Spirit. You need it. They proclaimed the message. People believed and were astonished. When is the last time you told people and people were astonished over what your God did in and through you and through the people God has placed in your life? Astonished. I want you to see yourself as a person that astonished people because you are full of the Holy Spirit and faith. Full of the Holy Spirit and faith. And now because of the favor, Saul goes in, Paul goes into church and he sits there and the scribes were calling forth to say if you have a testimony. So then he tells this big testimony. So verse 22 says, he's talking about David now. And it says, I have found in David a man after my own heart who will carry out my will. Put yourself in there again. I have found in Travis a man after my own heart who will carry out my will. I have found in Diana a woman after my own heart who will carry out my will. Look at King David. We know King David is this mighty man, is this mighty warrior. But who was David. He was the youngest. When Saul came to anoint him as the king of Israel, his dad did not even recognize him. He was not even called in because they looked at what man saw. He was tall. He was strong. He was handsome. He was, you can read the list there. There are so many lists that goes on and on and on. Who people saw they were. Who do you put up here? Who do you put up in the front of a church? Do you picture someone who's just good at what they do? Or do you see somebody who God chose? I want you to see yourself as the one who God chooses is the one with power. A man, a woman after God's own heart. That you would have a heart after God. It just blows me away. I see these guys standing and Simon says, no, 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 no. And it comes to an end and he goes, maybe I didn't get it. Maybe it wasn't the house of Jesse I was supposed to go and anointed king from. And then he goes, don't you have anybody? His dad didn't even mention David. Maybe people don't mention you, but God chose you. I will declare the Lord's decree, he said to me. You are my son, and today I become your father. Picture yourself now. You are my son, today I become your father. Ask of me, and I will make the nations your inheritance and the ends of the earth your possessions. And we're back in Acts again. Verse 41. This is the day we live in today. I am doing a work in your days, a work you will never believe, even if someone wants to explain it to you. What does that look like? 
I've appointed you as a light for the Gentiles to bring salvation to the ends of the earth. I've appointed you as a light for the Gentiles to bring salvation to the ends of the earth. Did you hear that? You want me to read it again? I've appointed you as a light. A light for the Gentiles to bring salvation to the ends of the earth. Remember now, after they were filled with the Holy Spirit, they taught with power, authority. Many signs and wonders were being performed. I want every church, like the Spirit of God, to be so strong. The authority will be operating. The signs and wonders will follow. How filled are we? I was thinking of my grandson, Theodore. Like even just before I was leaving, he goes, oh, grandma, oh, my gosh, Wally just ran out of power. Like, you know, this superhero. Like, if you could see that about people, oh, my gosh, Travis just ran out of power. But we so completely look at gifts that God has placed within us to use, but we glorify the gift instead of seeing what God can do in and through us as people. Uh, Janelle, do you want to come up here, sweetie? I had a picture over you last night. just wanted you to stand here, sweetie. So now, um, if you go to Psalm 104 and 4, Psalm 104, verse 4. Who makes his angel spirits, his ministers, a flaming fire. A flaming fire. And I had this picture. I've always loved the Lord. I've always been involved. I love the church. Like, I just love the church. I love God. But um, I believe I've been a tea light. And that tea light is like... It's good when it's really dark. Like the other night in Spruce Grove was pitch black forever. Like the whole, you saw, I was, happened to be outside. You the, saw the whole city kind of go black. That tea light would have been a light, but a torch. I want you to see yourself as a flaming fire, a torch of fire. And like in Jeremiah 5:14, it says, The word of the Lord from your mouth shall be fire. Uh-huh. And all demonic forces, sickness, diseases become dry wood. That is so powerful. So Janelle, over you, I just want to say, I saw you as a flaming fire coming out of your mouth. I want you to picture yourself as whatever you're speaking, wherever God is placing you, that fire is going to do the work where God has called you. You're going to stand before many. You're going to see many miracles take place. Your word is going to be fire. So if you're speaking to salvation, you will see salvation. If you're healing, peeling your hands on people to get healed, the fire will heal them. If you see people needing to be released from demonic forces, the fire of God's mouth is going to come out of you. And these people are going to be free. So to so release that over you, and I call it forth 
out of you, woman warrior. You are a woman warrior, and God has placed you in this position for such a time as this. You might be young, you might be a woman, but there's no limits to what God can do in and through you. And you have a father that's releasing you, which is such a beautiful picture. Lay hold of it, take hold of it. There is no limits. So I release that over you to see the fire. Psalm 104, 4, Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 14. So Father, I just thank you for this woman warrior. I thank you for who she is. I thank you, Father, that she represents the next generation. Fire. Fire. Fire from heaven. Fire from heaven. So again, Janelle, I release that over you. Fire. Fire. And listen to me, Janelle, this is the word I'm telling you, and I want you to just remember that you remember. You know when you're walking in it, you know when you see it, but there's going to come days when you're not going to see it. You're going to have to know what God has spoken. What God has spoken in the light is still true in the dark, Janelle. I want you to remember that, whether that is 10 years from now, 15 years from now, or one week from now, it's still true. So remember what God has spoken to you in the light is still true in those dark hours. You are a mighty woman warrior. So I pray, Father, for a covering over Janelle in this next generation. I cover you with the blood of the Lamb. I cover you with the shield of the faith. I cover you in the name of Jesus. And I call forth the warring angels. I call forth the angels to stand on guard and fight on her behalf, Father, on behalf of this generation. And, Father, that no weapon formed against her will prosper and that everything she lays her hand to will prosper. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. So I'm just going to read a prophetic word for you over Canada, and then we're going to pray. Canada. <laughs> this is amazes me, like, because I'm just so in the season of I'm burning up, I feel, with revival for this nation and for your generation and what God is doing. And I just happen to be a Swede going to the state, falling in love with a Canadian and I ended up here, and I had no clue that this was a chosen nation that God has chosen for the end time over the Holy Spirit. And I get to be a part of it because I choose to be a part of it. But I want you to see yourself. God has chosen you to be in Canada for the end time move of the Holy Spirit. The prophets of old were longing for this day to be a part of it, but he chose you. Remember that now. He chose you to be a part of it. So I have preserved this country for the hours, says the Lord. Canada has been preserved for the last outpouring of my glory, and it shall not be ended. This shall not be a revival that has an ending. The only ending should be the beginning of the new millennium, the new reign of my kingdom. Lift up your heads that hang down, for this is your hour. Have I not declared that I shall catch Canada up in my fire? There's a tidal wave coming. It's a wave of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Out and beyond anything anybody has had any mind of, 
you wait and see what I am going to do in Canada. So I'm calling you forth right now to see what God is getting ready to do in our nation. You have to be in the tent of the tabernacle where the glory is, what his presence is. You cannot be in places where God is not. You have to tend with him. You have to long for him. You have to be in his presence. I know this is such a weak analogy, but it's so real to me. I remember my first hug from my husband. Yeah, it was wow. I'm sure the heartbeat was going a thousand miles an hour, and it felt like an earthquake, ba-bum, 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 ba-bum. Like that real. And to this day, I love to hear my husband's heartbeat. But many people, I want you to represent the Holy Spirit. You fall in love with Jesus. Then you forget. You're not close enough to hear his heartbeat. And I'm calling you forth to go close, to be so close that you can hear Father's heart. For this hour, for you, for what God is saying. So God is asking you, do I find a generation with faith that is saying, let's go and take this promised land? Are you like Joshua and Caleb who said, who are, we are more than able to take the land. We are more than able to take Canada. We are more than able to take Alberta. We are more than able to take our city of Edmonton or wherever God has placed you. We are more than able to take the workplace the school, wherever God has placed you, we are more than able. So mighty woman warrior, God is calling you to rise up. God is calling you to rise up and say to the enemy, enough is enough. You no longer will have this nation. You no longer will have this province. You will no longer have this city. You will no longer have the church. Ouch. You will no longer. So may the Lord Jesus Christ rule this nation from sea to sea. May Canada be a place of heaven touching earth. Heaven touching earth. Did you hear that? On earth as it is in heaven. Matthew. Before Jesus left, what did he say? Go. Go. I'm calling you forth to go. Do you hear me? Go. I will be with you. And because he is with you, you're going to rise up. You're going to be a light to this generation. You're going to be a light to the Gentiles. You're going to see healing rising up. You're going to see deliverance. Like I said, it's going to be like dead woods because the fire that's coming out of your mouth. Hmm. I want us to do a prophetic act for those who want to. But I read this so many times. I've read it here before. I, I used it a lot, but I'm using it again because it's just so in my heart. It's Fentine's prophetic word from Stand on Guard. 
who will pioneer for righteousness sake. So really listen to it, and then we're going to do a prophetic act and go from there. For I desire, says the Lord, I desire to raise up a host that will carry a pioneering missionary spirit for this land once again. Those who will carry my word and mandate to the lost in all regions of culture, says the Lord. I desire to send my chosen and faithful ones into the arts, entertainment, news, educational system, media, and medical realms, says the Lord. I'm searching for those from whom I might lay my mantle on for this nation. Those who will not love their lives unto death, but will go forth from glory to glory. Where is this place where I might dwell? Who is the one that is willing to go to be a light in the darkness? Who will go and stand as a tower of righteousness for me in the midst of this generation? Where is the house you will build for me? Long, long have I desired to dwell and take dominion. But who will go? Whom shall I send? Who will go for me? So, Father, release us. Who in here is going to be the Daniel to the prime minister? Who's going to be the Joseph? Who's going to be the Moses that delivered this generation from perversion? Where are you? I'm calling you forth. So rise up. I believe Canada has been chosen. I believe Canada is going to walk in a greater anointing in releasing because we have a prime minister who dare to stand with Israel. Those who stand with Israel will be blessed, will be anointed. This is a window of opportunity. Is he going to run again? Who's the next prime minister going to be? What is God saying to this nation? So I'm calling you forth again, mighty men and women of God. Rise up. If you're not going to remember anything else from me, you're going to remember rise up because I'm calling you forth to rise up because he has chosen you and he needs you and he's calling you forth. And you have fire in your mouth. You have light for this next generation. I pray for the schools of Spruce Grove. And I'm, I, I just, I got to say this because I think it's just about a sin. <laughs> If you don't pray for a school, sorry, I know that's a strong word, but I believe it. Uh-huh. If you're not called to pray for the schools the way I'm called, because I don't expect most people to, but I want you to at least engage one school. Whether it's a school that's close to you, whether it's a school you drive by. Apply the blood of Jesus, cover that school, call forth the righteousness of God to rise up. I see healing rooms at St. Marguerite. I even know where they are. I know where the kids are going to learn out for the healing. I know it's going to take place. I have 11 schools. I have a friend of mine that took three schools from me because it's a big job to walk around all these schools and prophesy and declare. She started in September. She broke her toe, got a blood infection in her body. She's on antibiotics 24-7 for three months. I know it's an attack of the enemy. He does not want you touching the schools. Anyways, I want those who want to
walk in what God has for you. I want Trevor and Travis to come up here. This year is a door of opportunities, is a double door. It's a prophetic act. So what I want Travis and Trevor, you can stand right there and face Travis. One of you, I want you to pray in the Holy Spirit. The other one, I want to say fire. Diana, I want you to come up here and Kevin Machado. Is he here? No. What I'm going to do, um, they're going to put mantles on you prophetically, whatever that looks like, just that. And then I want, I'm going to anoint you as you go by, and I'm going to say go, and that's the open door. On that side of that door, you're going to take possession of the land God has given you. I want you to see it in the spirit. Some of you think I'm maybe loony, maybe some of you think I'm, no, like I want you to see it. This is powerful. This is a new day. It's time for Alberta to rise up. Edmonton's been prophesied over and over again. It's a healing anointing upon that place. I know my family line walks in the healing anointing. It's been stolen. Why do we see such powerful healing miracles? And then it's season of dryness. I don't get it. But I believe a prophetic act. As you walk through, I say go. They put the mantle on you, and then you walk through the fire. You'll possess the land. You have to see it in the spirit. And I pray you will see it in visions and dreams. So, so now you're walking through here. They just put the mantle on you. They are praying, not saying anything else. You can't prophesy now. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to take too long. Then I want you to stand, just line up like this so that it gets longer and longer. And the people that line up hereafter, I just want you to pray in the Spirit. Don't say anything. Don't touch them. I want the Holy Spirit to touch them. Okay. So for those who see themselves, who want to walk in what God has for you, I want you to come up and start walking. I, I want to anoint you first. You can go through before I anoint you. Um, the music could just die down a little bit. When you get older, it's hard to have two, hearing two places. Sorry. Thank you. Trevor knows what I'm talking about. Mm. Like what I spoke in this morning, if you don't remember much else, because I know there's thousands of things going on and you're going to experience one thing after the other, I pray, I pray that the glory of heaven. God's glory will be poured out over Sylvan Lake this weekend. I pray that you walk away from here in full of the Holy Spirit, full of the Holy Spirit. But I want you to remember a couple things. Canada has been chosen by the Lord for the end time move of the Holy Spirit. This move is not going to be a move like we go to a church and we get goosey bump feeling and we feel good. No. I mean, we're going to do that, but we're going to be filled, we're going to be empowered, and we're going to be released. Did you hear that? Release. So it's not about Travis. It's not about 
Kevin Fricker because he happened to be the pastor where I go, whoever your pastor is. It's not about that. It's about you being filled of the Holy Spirit, whether you walk into Starbucks, Safeway, uh, whatever you do at work, at school, for you to release. For you to release God's glory on earth. And it's going to be something like we have never seen before. And Trevor has spoken about the miracles. He's excited because he has seen them. I I see you guys seeing miracles in such an unprecedented way that the testimonies will never end. That you will see yourself with healing in your hand. You will see yourself with the fire of the Holy Spirit fire in the of the holy spirit as you proclaim as you declare with boldness and authority so i release that for you to rise up canada rise up and be filled that's who you are so as a mother in faith if i can call myself that i want you to be released couple things before i read this word to put a God on your mouth. This has been my husband's always word. Don't curse, if I can use that way, anything the Spirit is doing. When I say that, is it's here, but you go to church and you don't like the worship. You go to church and you don't like the preaching. You go to church... And you curse against because you're talking about what you don't like. You're touching God's anointed. I'm warning you, you're touching God's anointed. I want you to see yourself in that place where you can release forgiveness and you ask for forgiveness where you have stood in the way for God's glory. I know it's not easy to be a part of anything that we feel is like that boat is just sitting there when you're supposed to go and possess the land. But that's why we have to believe for a move, prayer movement to rise up in our nation. So this is a prophetic word that was spoken at pastor's camp this summer that was released. And because I see you as war eagles, I want to read it over you. And this, what we did here, for those who just, what is this, you know? It's a prophetic act, what we just did. I anointed you, and I tried my best not to say another word, because so many of you had a prophetic word over. But I just wanted you to be released, to go and possess the land, You received your mantle for each one that looks different, like Trevor talked about it last night. But this season is going to be a season, I think, where we're going to have many cloaks. One day you're going to have the fire to speak in boldness. One day you're going to have the healing cloak on. The next day you might have something else on, and one day you might have all of them on. And then you're walking through that double door. And you're going to go and possess the land. God is calling you forth, mighty men and mighty women of God, to rise up and possess the land. So here's the word for you. 
The Lord says, if anyone attacks you, don't for a moment suppose they sent them, that I sent them. If anyone should attack, nothing will come of it. I created the blacksmith that fires up the forge and makes a weapon designed to kill. I also created the destroyer. No weapon formed against you will prosper, and every time that rises up against you in judgment, you shall not condemn. This is a heritage of the servants of the Lord, and the righteousness is on me, says the Lord. And an incredible fourth is being released on earth by our great God. There's never been a warrior force like it before in history. God says they're going to be called my war eagles. They will make my eagle force. And that eagle force will partner with my in, in, sorry, angel force and my remnant warrior champions. There's coming now a generation of young warriors they will partner with the remnant warriors who have been championing the call for years. And they will now be called my war eagles. They will ride the waves on my glory. They will ride the currents on my winds. They will ride the outraying of my presence. And they will begin to manifest works on my kingdom. They will demonstrate my power. They will accomplish my will, my way. And they will ride my tsunami with ablaze with my glory. Not one kingdom will be able to withstand them. My unique eagle force will startle the world with the intensity in which they stand for me. The coming generation of war eagles have been groomed and reserved for hell's siege on earth and they will now be loosened they will now bow to the enemies of their god they will not pay tribute to any they will not pray pay tribute to enemy kings they will not listen to the propaganda of insults of hell and they will not allow me to be lumped with other gods which are not gods at all they will wrap themselves to me and I will fly with them. They will twist the grip around me, and I will mount up with them. We will soar. We will run. They will run, carried by me at speeds never seen before, and they will leap the barriers. We will leap the walls. They will capitulate into demon blockades and break them under. We will shatter the gates of hell. My war eagles, both young and remnant veterans, will now rise with me, says the Lord, and they will scream with hunting aggression and ride with me in the battle. They will battle vicious, cruel regimes. They will bring deliverance to tortured captives. They will not surrender in fear through those surrounded. Though odds may be against them, it will not rattle them. They will not give up, though the facts look gruesome. They will not relent, though new weapons of war never tried come against them. <laughs> the war tactics will not only strengthen the grip on me. They will fly with me on weights. The weight of my presence will be braided unto them. And they will circle and they will divide. An increase, increased speed like never seen before. And they will devastate the centuries of hell. See yourself as that devastating the centuries of hell. The adversaries, the kingdom, 
will now become their prey. My unique eagle force will become terrifying splendor to the kingdom of darkness. They will terrify hell's regime because they ride in my presence. My war eagles who wrap themselves together with me will soar with supernatural power. They will ride the winds current to heaven. (laughs) They will run and not grow weary. Trevor talked about that yesterday. They will walk and not faint. My spirit will renew them. My presence will strengthen them. They will mount up on wings of eagles and no weapon formed against them shall prosper. All who arise against them will fall. This is the heritage of my kids and the righteousness is of me, says the Lord. So war eagles rise up. God is calling you to be a war eagle. You heard Louise explain what an angel, for those who haven't seen an angel. Power of the Holy Spirit come against the power of darkness. And we already know he's won the battle. But he needs to unite with you. So Father, once again, I release this generation to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit and be filled with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lena. Thank you. Um, We are going to uh, pray for the food. And uh, then we're going to have some, um, this afternoon, two, two sessions. So I'm really excited about Kevin. And then uh, Coraline, who's from our community, is, uh, is going to share. And, uh, and that's going to be just awesome to hear her story. And so um, we're going to do, that was supposed to be at 1 o'clock. We uh, are going to, we're going to eat now. We're going to have lunch. We're going to pray. And we're going to try to get back at 1.15. The reason we want to do that is we really want to have a break this afternoon after that. I know Dean's going to organize some sports, maybe some soccer, and uh, just to get outside. So we kind of want to make sure we have some free time to just hang out and chill and do whatever you want. So, um, so God, I thank you. I thank you for uh, the word spoken this morning that we are called forth, God. We are called forth. And so I thank you for that. I thank you for the chefs and the food that's ready. And God, we just, uh, just yeah, you nourish our, our bodies now, God, as we eat of the food that you prepared. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. amen. So 115, we'll gather back.